Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is October 3rd, 2019. I can't believe we're already in October and the weather's like got that bite in it. Even though it's warm in the afternoons, it's cold at night. So instead of leaving the windows open when you're asleep, you're like cuddled up. And it's just my favorite time of year is when it starts to get colder. But today is Dream Theme Thursday. We're here already. And I have a dream. And I think, let me see, I just have to assume they're um, anonymous because one time, once I did it, where I read someone's dream and it was anonymous and I didn't know until after I read it. So I'm like paranoid now. But here we go. Hi, Nadia. I have a new dream for the show. Somehow I found myself in a small cave. I think I was passing by through some hole. There was million baby snakes around my skin. Some were transparent. I remember you saying snakes are a symbol for rebirth. I wanted to get out and remove the snakes from my skin, but I couldn't. There was a coyote beside me, and I didn't want to bite him. Huh. You didn't want to bite him. That's the interesting part. Okay, so the coyote was beside me, and I didn't want, oh, want him to bite me. Then another coyote was about to come. It seemed like there was an element of romantic partnership with the other coyote. But somehow coyote was replaced with an elephant. So it seemed he was big and small at the same time. So funny. Can't wait to hear your interpretation. Thank you as always. So let's just go back to the fact that you're in a cave and you got in through a small hole. And when you got there, you found snakes, which I wouldn't want to find, even though I know they're a symbol of rebirth. You know, that would just like scare me to death to be there was a bunch of snakes. But you weren't scared. You realized you were okay. But then the coyotes come, and they're making a decision to bite you, but the snakes don't go after the coyotes. And the coyotes don't go after the snakes. So everything's going on around you, but nothing is interacting. Except for there might be an element of a romantic. Now, look, we're talking about animals being romantic, liking each other. But you use the word romantic. That somehow there's something going on between them. But then... A coyote was replaced with an elephant. So let's talk about your love life, okay? Do you feel like it's hard to find someone so you get in into the room and all the guys are there? And then there's some that you're like, oh, wow. I wouldn't want to be there, coyote number one. Then coyote number two 
shows up and you realize that there might be something going on with them. So let's say you meet someone and you're in a big place with a lot of people. You may not be sure that the people that are available are really available. Even if it's a coyote that wants to bite you, you're just not sure if who's available is available. But then you do see someone and the signs are as big as an elephant and you do feel sure. Think about that. You're done with dating for dating's sake. And nobody really, I found out over the years, date for dating's sake. When someone says we're just dating, if the guy says it, we're just dating. Not we are dating. We are just dating. He is still open to other possibilities. Oh, we're just dating. Nobody wants to be on the other end of that statement. If a girl says we are just dating, she either just met him or she's not sure if she's going to stay, but she generally won't be dating other people. Because deep inside, we are stayers as women. We are nurturers. We try to fix things. We want to help. We want to be recognized for helping. We go into all of that for the most part. But the elephant that walks in the room, the elephant that walks in the room means you are ready to recognize. And it has to be that big for you to see it because A part of you is scared of the prospect of meeting someone that you feel that big about. So it had to start out a little hard where you kind of feel like, wow, you know, these things are impossible. So you have this impossible dream of being with snakes that aren't biting you or hurting you. And then coyotes come in, and they're not fighting you or hurting you. And they may even be together. But then one thing does happen, and it does stand out. And it is a big deal. It's big and small at the same time. Especially in the beginning, because we don't know the person. So we start out with maybes and ifs and hows. And then we go into, oh, wow. So it's, it's a fun interpretation. It's kind of like a whimsical way of thinking to yourself, you know, how impossible is it to meet somebody that I can love? How impossible is it? But when things happen that we think are impossible, we are really, really excited. The kind of excitement that we are scared to have 
So we wait for the permission from the impossible thing that happens to have it. Well, wow, if that happens, I'll really celebrate. You could really celebrate today in your own way. That you're, and I know I'm going to say this, I can't believe it, but I'm around, you know, people who are fighting for their lives now or around a person fighting for his life. So every single day, there's that feeling like, wow, we have a Another day. This feels great. And even with all the pending, I want to say, results that we could be getting or not, every single day it's something new. We laugh. We joke about it doesn't mean we're happy about it, but it does mean that we can be happy in a time that's scary. Because the fact that we're scared is already on the table. It's already there. And it's also scary to think of meeting someone, especially if, you know, you're not someone who dates very much. And when you do, it becomes serious, fast, before you actually really know the person to know if that's who you should be with. Or if the stuff you know, you know inside isn't going to fly with you long term. But you stay trying to make it happen. I've been there. So you believe the sign has to be as big as an elephant for you to know that that's who it is. So you'll you'll get there. You are getting there. Your, Your dreams, I've had some of your other dreams, your dreams are literally, I believe, because this is like the third or fourth one, with the same thing, are preparing you that even through a pit of snakes and coyotes, you will rise. So have fun with that interpretation. Now we have another one, and this one is from Chris Kip Woods. We get to hear from him every once in a while. And he says, And he's in Ireland. He says, hi, Nadia. I had a dream that I was looking in bins for a pair of shoes and wanted to walk around town looking for a drink. And a stone statue of a horse moved and growled at me. And I made a joke of it. What do you think? Well, if anyone knows Chris, he is recovering um, from alcohol. So to have a dream. I mean, this one should have been really easy to put shoes on so that you can walk around looking for a drink and then a horse in your dream, a stone statue of a horse reprimands you. I would have probably gotten a great laugh out of that. I would have enjoyed it. 
because it's really taking all of the seriousness. Yet again, another serious, very hard situation to deal with. And it's turning it on its back. Dating is hard. I don't care what anybody says. When you are the one who is dating, it is not an easy feat. Vacillating between what we dream of, what we hope for, and what we see. And when you are trying and working hard, fighting an addiction. It's a battle every day. And yet, also in your dreams, thank God these dreams are lighthearted. We're we're moving in the right direction here. But something like addiction that just brings one piece of havoc after another into your life. And the crazy part is, You aren't even as aware of it as the people around you. And yet a person wasn't the one who tried to stop you. Even a stone horse could see that, you know, you might want to really stop this time. You might really want to just give this up. Like, come on. And every single day that somebody is addicted to alcohol, doesn't drink, is huge. It is huge because then it makes the next day easier. That's why they say, I'm three days sober, I'm 30 days sober, I'm 60 days sober. Only someone who is living through that can tell you how hard that is. And it is. So those people who are fighting this, you know, a big pat on the back. It wasn't easy getting there. It might sound easy, like, oh, you got to drink yourself there, but you don't drink like that because you're happy to be drinking. And then to finally hit that spot, that day, that moment in your life where you say, I really, really, really do not, cannot do this. Again, and then while you're suffering from it, leaving your body, the habits trying to be broken and all of that, you're craving it. It's like a liquid ego. Come, come, come. You'll feel better. And then it takes you down the pipe. So this this dream is, is showing you your strength. Like, God, the universe is watching out for me. It's not just me watching out for me, but the universe is watching out for me too. 
really think about that. Because that is, this dream is an element of support. Once in a while, we get into a position in life where we wonder why things are happening happening to us. And we wonder why nobody is supporting us. And we wonder why we feel alone. And we want other people to guide us. And then we realize that the universe does guide us. But if we miss the signs, we don't get to see the balance, the humor, as well as the hardships. I see Francis writes in the chat, I was walking on a sidewalk and noticed a young blonde boy about 10 years old standing in front of an old garage. I didn't know who he was. A woman drove by in the same direction I was walking. She was angry and said she was looking for her son. I did not recognize her either. When I looked back at the boy, I realized it was my sister's son, the sister who died a few months ago. I don't know why I didn't recognize either of them. Now, that was, that's in the chat. That was your dream? Just say yes or no on the thing. Was that your dream? Because that dream, when we see the people in our lives who have died and we realize who they were, even though we didn't recognize them. I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes we don't even recognize ourselves in our dreams. It can happen. But for you to see that, it's interesting. There may be a feeling that you have that her kids miss her. And here she was angry at him because she was looking for her son, almost like, I wish I didn't die. I wanted to stay with my children. But yet you didn't recognize that it was them. And there is an element when children are left behind, even though they may be older children, not like in their 30s, but older children, them being left behind is probably the hardest part of a parent leaving. She was ready to go when she went. She was aware But whatever they might have had that was unfinished and you may not have been aware of it, it's, um, oh, wow, he is now 54. They may have had that unfinished business. A lot of stuff comes out after people are gone. But the fact that you didn't know who they were in the dream tells you that it was just something between them. And that's okay. It doesn't necessarily mean she was angry, but they could have had something that was unresolved. And you put, yes, they did have unfinished business. And he'll come to terms with that. 
a lot of times you are just being made aware of it or you were kind of aware of it, but not really realized how far it went. But whatever it was, it happened when he was younger. Maybe there was something, something that she just did not resolve. Let's just leave that there. She wasn't resolved. And I have a feeling, which is a good thing coming out of this, was that she and he may be resolving it now, even though she's gone. He may be coming to terms with it. But the fact that you did not recognize them tells you that, first of all, anyone who leaves, the resolving doesn't stop. A great example of that would be when my parents left. There were things that maybe, you know, no one can time someone leaving until we know they're going to be leaving. And with my mom, we had about four months. And had I not gone back as frequently as I did, I was, I was there two weeks. I'd come back for a few days, make sure everything was running great over here, go back for four months. And even though she couldn't talk back to me, I used to sit and talk to her. She would reach her hands out and try to touch, like, my sweater or something. But I got to tell her, talk through something. And you want to talk about feeling heard. Even though she couldn't talk back to me, I knew she could hear me. And she would look at me so beautifully that I was gifted resolving all that stuff, whatever it was. I saw her life as an entirety that wasn't only mine. And even though this may not have happened prior, it's happening now. And he may talk to you about it, he may not, but that dream, this dream somehow involves you knowing. So you may be part of that healing at some point for him. Because it's like you got the little precursor, the dream. It's interesting. I mean, I would, this is one of those that it's going to play out somehow in life. Because they're the most active when they are first gone. It's funny. Thank you, Nadia. I can feel something releasing. In the next dream I had of her, she was laughing. Yes. Because it's just the precursor. It's like when you get a dream like that, those are the I'm going to come back again, dream. So, wow, that's great. So thank you for telling me that. I have another dream from Leah, and it is on the page, and it's long. So, um, okay, so let's see. Hello, Nadia. I sent a message, but I had this dream tonight where also where I went into an underground place where they were selling old bags, et cetera. I saw a quality leather bag reduced to 20, I think that's euros, but they, but they were closing because the place had been haunted. 
So I realized the ghost energy might be in the things, and I didn't take the bag, so I was not meant to do any more shopping. My mom and my sister was there. A witch came and attacked me, and I had no way out, but it was like one of those moments where I almost realized I was dreaming as told myself, you can do this, and I smacked a pan onto her bold head as I could have killed her, but I decided to make her unconscious as I didn't have a choice otherwise. She would kill me, but she was unconscious. I said, let's get out of here fast, except while still dreaming. I thought about own it described this dream to you when I got to the I could have killed her to eliminate the danger forever part. I wondered if that was an excuse. The next scene, I was near a bus stop and didn't have any money. Are these two separate dreams? The next scene, I was near a bus stop and didn't have money on my ouster. The two ladies at the counter said, here, you forgot your bank card last time. I wanted to use the money on there to get in touch and then give the card back one day. But I hesitated due to my morals as it had been lying and nobody wants their card stolen. So I came off unsure when they asked, is this yours, isn't it? And that's why they noticed that it wasn't and they took it back. Now I could not get home on the bus. Later at church, they showed you how medieval weddings worked, and there were two altar spaces, and you'd have a choice to make between the altar open, where, which was where you got married in front of God, while a white wedding with a white dress, the color of innocence, and the angels there as guests, and the other one in front of Satan, where the whole wedding was double-themed with black and fire colors and guests dressed up in the fire colors and the priests like a devil. Wow. So, man, what goes on in Leah's head? You've got all these dreams of good and evil, good and evil, good and evil. And I'm sure the one in the next page that I didn't read is probably fighting between right and wrong all day long. Do I justifiably kill a witch? Don't I? Do I beat somebody? Don't I? Do I buy a bag with ghosts and demons? Do I, you know, lie about a card that isn't mine? Do I take the wedding with the devil, (laughs) the devil wedding or the God wedding? You know, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. What do I do? What do I do? What do you do is my question. There seems to be a struggle between knowing better but not doing better over and over and over and over again. I know better. I can explain better. But I don't feel good about my choices. I think I keep making the wrong choices over and over again. That's a big struggle. That's a pendulum swing. Good or bad, there's nothing in between. I have a choice to do good, but I keep dabbling in the the negative things, things that hurt me, the things that bother me. Not even anybody else. Forget anybody else. This is just what you do to you. You don't need anyone else to add to that fire. These struggles. 
You cannot make a choice yet on which way you want to go. Do yourself a count or don't you? Do you have a good reading or don't you? Do you have a good choice or don't you? Well, you always have a better choice. But you, you yourself, don't trust that you can make that choice. Creating ghosts and demons and witches and devils. It's like, oh, wow, out of all the things in the world to focus on, that's what you're choosing in your mind. And when people let themselves go there, it will take them. They're always waiting for someone to show up. And constantly struggling of, I don't know if I could do better. I don't know if I could do better. I don't know if I could do better. I would really, really start with, I don't want to think that anymore. And start working it out of your thought process. If you want it to go away. If you want to keep it, that's another story. But if you want it to go away in the daytime when you're deciding between doing something that's in your best interest and not choose what's in your best interest so that you know what that feels like. Because you're not where you know what that feels like because you keep thinking that what you're doing isn't with good intentions for some reason. You guys, my time is out. Pay attention to who you are. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.